uh, you fly all by. I don't know what that means. Oh, when you're um, so sometimes when you're sitting around like uh, with your pals and you say like, oh, I really wish we could get Taco Bell, and then somebody will say, you fly, I buy. No, it's not what I would say. I don't care. I'm expendable. One time, one time. It's like snapping. You, ta- you talked about it on a podcast like seven times, so that's what you know really cements it. So you don't have any kind of an albatross like that. You don't have any. No, I, I've got, I got the explaining the remote control card to my uh, friend's dad. And you realized that he wasn't actually that interested in hearing. Exactly. The it's yeah. the stupidest one. It's it's so mild. It's so Was there a moment though where you tried to save it? Was there a moment where you were like, oh, no. I'm going to make one more game effort at this? No, I did not. You I just bailed. It was un- I, it was, I, no, I finished. Oh, worse. Oh, John. <laughs> I was committed at that point. I, I, you probably have not heard yesterday's Roderick yet, but I... Uh, related an anecdote from um, we went to a concert. Family, went I, to a concert. I did. I did hear that. That's related oh. to catching him on Merlin later. But yeah, the the uh, oh, no, wait, don't tell me, guy. don't tell me, don't. Sorry, t- oh. yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> let's do it again. Do another take. It's fine. Yes, the the circle jerks. <laughs> I like the idea that the t-shirt was a honey trap for old people. <laughs> it's a very funny bit. A, a honey trap for scorn. <laughs> who who wears a circle jerk shirt that doesn't want to talk about the circle jerk? For it's people so who weird. haven't listened to the most recent uh, uh online, the idea was that there was a a person working at the bar wearing a circle jerk's t-shirt, and then Merlin commented on it, and Roderick uh, surmised that perhaps the t-shirt was a honey trap for scorn, because you get so few opportunities to scorn people <laughs> to, in real to, life. To like do an IRL scorn. Yeah, because normally yeah. you scorn people online, but so the you know, the old guys are gonna go over and say, "I saw the Circle Jerks in nineteen hundred and eighty-one." Yes, and then you and then I you, talk like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's as far as they're concerned. Yeah, you and see his mustache. Oof. And you thought he might have just gotten that. <laughs> you have no idea what the Circle Jerks. I don't know were. if that reference made any sense, but there was a time. Uh, I, I'm a little bit older than you, but when you bought a concert shirt, one thing we were, we were waiting in line to buy some merch at the Beth's concert, and. Uh, because, you know, I just, I don't know why I talk to anyone. And no one wants to talk to me, John. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I wasn't paying you to do this, you think you'd be here? <sighs> you know, this all comes out right out of my pocket. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I said, you know, Mad, when we were young, you went to a concert and you bought a shirt. They were always like really crappy quality. They were like, you know, that kind of like really junky. <laughs> For example, my U2 shirt that I bought at the U2 concert, mm-hmm. totally a bootleg. I bought like in the parking lot. Right, right. And it doesn't fit right, and it bunches, and it you wash it once, and it like... Is it like a, a Hanes undershirt that someone had like silkscreened in their garage? No, worse. It's like Chinese Hanes. And mm. and you like wash it once, and it turns into doll clothes. But yeah. they were always all always black. And I didn't like black t-shirts, personally. Mm-hmm. Some I liked. I had a 98 Rock shirt I liked. So, you know, when I saw Fox Seagulls and the Go-Go's... Yeah, I bought, a, I bought a Go-Go's t-shirt in black. And then a little later on, you might remember this first, well, not later on, but contemporaneously, concert t-shirts were usually what you'd call, what would you call it, a, a baseball jersey? The, but defined by those, it's got a, usually a white uh, bodice and then sleeves that are usually dark, three-quarter length, they go a little bit below your elbow. So like if mm-hmm. you ever saw the famous... Uh, like all my friends had, and I was envious of uh, Van Halen '81 Invasion concert mm-hmm. shirt, which was one of those. But you would get those for like freaking White Snake. You wouldn't get that for an indie rock band. What I'm saying is the facts don't add up. I had a Circle Jerks shirt I stole from my friend until it got moldy in the trunk of his car, and um, that was just a T-shirt with a print design. You know that the the Skankin guy logo, and then and then this guy was wearing one that had the baseball sleeves. 
Now, am I right to be suspicious that maybe, I don't know, like, say he's a poser. You don't say that about another man. Hmm. But maybe it's like an really homage not... shirt. Like maybe it's not an authentic, but just uh, or maybe it's like a, a throwback where they yeah. like they remade the shirt with modern yeah, technology. I've done, I've done that. I mean, especially there are some shirts I just never got that I wanted. Other shirts I used to have, I no longer have. Like I had a that really the classic green pavement shirt from like around Shady Lane period. Um, I threw them all away. I'm just saying, maybe it's also one of those things where like you meet people and they're like. Oh, this this bag says Frankie say relax, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Cause I want people to relax. And you're like, well, you know, that's like about about Throbbing Gate disco in England. And uh like, huh? Uh-uh. Maybe he just thought circle he regarded circle jerks as a funny thing to wear on a shirt. We've said it a lot now. Circle jerks. Uh, I I don't know if uh, Van Halen invaded more than once, but the best I could find in Googling brief Googling was nineteen eighty invasion. It could be 80 Invasion. I thought it was it was the one with Unchained. I thought that was check 81. Your, uh, check your messages. Take okay. a look at this. The shirt you're thinking oh, of. Oh, that could be it. Yeah. Uh, one of the Lodies. We used to call them Lodies. One of the burnouts. Oh, no. This what? is totally Wait, you, fake. You, this is you so called them, fake. I mean, obviously, this is not like a real thing. It's right. you know, a remake or whatever. I'm just wondering if that was. Anyway, Lodies? L, spell Lodies. I never knew like how what? to spell it. Um, but what I, is it know, short for? Well, like so many of the. Th- oh, it's not short for anything. It's short for being a burnout. Uh, no, but what, like, uh, it's gotta be, I, I need to, I, I'm on uh etymology kick. Okay, no, 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 I, I'm totally into it. I love that. Um, well, okay, first of all, CCR had a song, um, it goes, hey, uh, stuck here in Lodi again, which is about the town, Lodi, here in California. Mm-hmm. And um, I mentally would always spell it like Lodi, L-O-D-I. But as I learned with so many uh, disparaging names of youths, they're usually more phonetic. So if I had to spell it off the dome, L-O-A-D-E-E. He's a loader. Mm. The kids who would smoke by the tree? Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, God, Van Halen was so good. Um, No, this shirt, and again, John, you remember when we talked about with, with our shirt? You, you see that this breaks a couple of Merlin's rules. Uh-huh. It's got, first of all, the logo is way too big, and it's way too high. I mean, it's Van Halen. That's true. Mm-hmm. You hit the ground running, chained. Nothing stays the same, unchained. Whew. That performance, you can watch it on YouTube. There's a performance of them doing Unchained uh, at the, uh, in Oakland on that tour, and it's really good. Um, uh, but anyway, I, but the thing is, you know, I have an expansive view of humanity, John, and I'm, I, I just want to make friends. And I thought if that was a guy, because you never know. And, like, and, you know, and I thought maybe I could pick his brain a little bit because I'm getting re-into like uh, early 80s Southern California hardcore lately. Mm-hmm. And so I thought maybe that'd be a chance for us to, you know, visit. And, you know, he was on the clock, but mm-hmm. he didn't seem busy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just there eating a burger. Do you want a picture of this mustache for an update? I saw, I was, when I saw that picture of you, I spent a little while searching for pictures of Wolf or Brimley in a similar situation <laughs> so I could send it back to you and I could not find no, one. No, I got, I got, one, that's, I got one that's way worse, especially this particular week. Oh, there you go. Oh, there's me with my light. Oh. Um, John Bolton. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't much, but I feel like you're got a more of a Brimley vibe. Bolton's was more. I very much have a Brimley vibe. Yeah, because I feel Not like, even Bolton, like sexy Brimley in the thing. Yeah, because Bolton, Bolton had big eyebrows yeah. and stuff too. He had a whole bunch of like it was more than just the mustache. Whereas Brimley was mostly like a little baby, but with the big mustache. 
He was like a baby. That's true. Well, this doesn't really fully capture it. You're, like you're like a little Michael Palin baby. Yeah, I used to be. Um, this is too attractive of a picture given what I'm trying to do here, but I'm going to send it to you anyway. Um, but no, I did a check-in. I do a check-in every week or so. And I, I, I pull, I pull the house. Yeah. See, those are, those are not Bolton eyebrows. You cannot, you can't do the Bolton eyebrow. Oh, you should see it up close. I got some, I got some rogues. I'm at that point now where I have to decide what am I going to do? Am I going to be a guy who, who like, uh, what are they called? Mentats? Am I going to like really grow well, them out? You got a little bit of that Irish red nose going yeah, that's on that's there. You do even, that. Even hitting the, hitting the bottle a little bit. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. Rosacea. Rosacea. Rosacea is the one where British kids have red cheeks, right? No, no. Did I think you it's notice? A skin did thing. you notice? Um, Ellie. Ellie had that little British kid look in like like two episodes ago. She's so cute. It was like in one of the episodes. It might have been the snow episode with David, where she had like red cheeks. It was so yeah, cute. It's cold yeah. out there. It's cold out there. Yeah, I should quit drinking. Um, and so anyway, that was fun. T-shirts are good. I threw them all out. Oh God. You know, I don't uh-huh. need them. I don't need them. Uh-huh. But. But you know, it's a connection to our past. You know, you don't just throw out the family Bible because it's got pit stains. Yeah, you should have taken a picture of every single one before you threw it out, and then you could be sending me those pictures right now. You remember that post from Forty Three Folders, probably. When you, I'm sure you were an ardent fan of Forty Three no, Folders I don't in two thousand. Post, but I, I do practice I was, taking pictures of things before I yeah, throw them out. That's my decluttering advice: shoot it like you're going to sell it on eBay, and like now you have a memory. I had a real challenging scenario related to that practice recently uh because uh, <laughs> one of the one of the things that we were getting rid of was uh if i should send you pictures of it hang on mm-hmm. because i feel like it will not do it justice uh, jim will cut out the silence that yep, yep, yep. for me we should do that this. more we've got a we've got a we've got a producer we should use it we need to stop talking because then he's like oh, i'm gonna leave this in because they're still talking or whatever but really he's just cut it out what if we inserted some kind of another sound yeah um as i scroll and scroll 80 i thought it was the 81 invasion no so 81 would be we, we already talked about first. memory remember when we talked about memory no see now he's got to keep it in see what you're doing stop <laughs> you, being good you ruin everything in the nicest way <laughs> nicest way <laughs> all right two trees i would send you these photos but i don't think it'll be meaningful to you hello everyone oh god what was that Wait, why is something beeping? My 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 do not disturb is supposed to be on. Why? Oh no, what's happening? Um, we're having crazy weather here. Two, two, two of the trees in the park across the street blew down while mm-hmm. I was at work. Yeah, I've heard I've heard about your weak, wet soil. Yeah, and our invasive exotics with the uh shallow roots. Yeah. Your wet soil is weak and you will not survive the winter. Hmm. These roots that clutch. Old yeah. drawing books. Yeah, so here I've sent. I've sent <gasps> no, 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 no. These are frilly underwear uh, line feed printouts of things you wrote, programs you wrote. No, uh, John has sent good, me a, a beautiful looking old school binder. There's a name for this kind of. It kind of looks like a composition book sort of cover. There's a name for this uh, shoot, and you've got a bunch of paper. Is it just drawings? No, but it's like it's maybe it's you know a foot and a half tall, yes. eight and a half by a lot, stack of eight and a half and eleven. Oh, well, my heart's already paper. broken, and I don't even know what it is. Right, this was the challenge. So this is what we were going to throw out, mm-hmm. and uh, like you can take a picture of this stack of stuff, but obviously every one of those pages has something on it that you could take a picture of. But there's no way in hell. Well, what I'm is, gonna what take... is it? What are, what are in the page? So John sent us these these bound or like they kind of look like Exacto press books but they're, i guess they're like a, a, imagine a manila folder but instead of being connected to the binding end they separate and there's like i don't know it's like things that go through them like 
Hmm. I don't know. It's, well, so I mean, are, are they drawings? No. What these are is when our, I mean, for, first of all, the, the first clue is to look at it and see there are some that are blue and some that are red. Right. That oh, is my so wife's, when you became a Democrat. That is my wife's uh, uh, vaguely gender normative system of dividing these ones up because the red ones are for my daughter and the blue ones are for my son. Oh, like uh, threatening threatening letters from the school. (laughs) So uh, that's a lot of letters, John. Yeah, since uh, my wife and I uh, once again, once again, Mrs. Syracuse. Yeah, (laughs) when (laughs) we can't, we here's the thing, Mrs. Syracuse. uh, There's 27 children in your son's class, and he gets one 27th of the time. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to put him on some special drugs. Yeah. So up up until very recently, my wife and I both worked full time. Technically, I I don't know what you would call my working now, but uh, you know, I'm at home all the time. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, so our kids went to daycare, uh, and the daycare they went to was associated with my wife's work. Uh, and every day, starting from when they were infants uh, up until they left that daycare, uh, they would fill out a piece of paper uh, for <gasps> that kid for the day. Oh, like how, uh, like a pro- not progress report, but a sort of like, just like, a, here's how, here's how it went today. People do that with dogs. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, and so the infant one was like the, the times that the diapers were changed and whether they were wet and mm. whether, you know, they had a poop oh, and like how long the nap was and mm-hmm. general mood, like just, right? And then the toddler ones are more like, here's what we did today. We sang songs, we played in the playground, you know, uh, you know, your your child played with blocks or had a fun time to whatever. Right? Well, sometimes it'll be some of my favorite ones. I love hearing the, the victories, but I also enjoy in retrospect hearing the like, well, you know, you know, uh, she got a little sad this morning when we did X, but mm-hmm. then we then Y happened. And then they went and played like they usually do. And those are some of my, my most treasured of those kinds of little things is like, you know, like you said, like, I think we both talked about like why, how I wish I had more, I was allowed to take more kids of my kid being sad and angry because that's some of the best photos. Yeah. <laughs> I like they, seeing them sad, you know? They also have like, this was, you know, so this is 2004, 2005, six, seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would like, I don't know what they would, I guess they would take, pictures on on a a primitive digital camera Mm -hmm. and then load them into the computer and print them on a black and white printer Uh, it's anyway i'll I'll send you one of the pages so you can see please what the kind of fidelity i can't wait to hear how you adjudicated this what did what did so you didn't just like throw these in the trash well so we've had these you know our my my son just our listeners know this is not a visual program i would i would say that i mean this looks like the manuscripts for like five books like there's a lot of there's hundreds of sheets of paper here yeah i mean because probably like, probably 400 sheets of paper is this is this is one piece of paper for every day for each child and my son is in college and my daughter's in high school now and this is starting from when they were infants in daycare oh my god john right so i can't Kate, i can't no, she had no nap that day yeah i can't take pictures of every single page it's just too much but also like the whole thing is we're trying to make things leave my house right so it's not like i'm gonna say well we can't get rid of these because i can't i saw you say that on mastodon talking about selling your old equipment and i laughed i did i laughed when i saw (laughs) there are still more things that have to leave my house there there definitely are more things that have to leave my house um so i mean i i was kind of stuck on it for a little bit i'm like you know but these have to leave right so i just I basically did a random sampling. I did a random walk through the books. Every few pages, I would just take a picture. 
and and I just that had to be it. Uh, and so occasionally you'd come across a page like the one I'm about to send you, which would make you think, wait a second, like I randomly happened on this page. If you take a look at this page here, look mm -hmm. at the lower right corner of this page. Okay. This is uh, Alex's page for Tuesday, April 24th, 2007. Oh my God, John, y you must have felt a real pang that this almost went by. Yeah, and this was uh, on the bottom. Someone drew like a Wait, little, hey, 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 little first, bang. First, can I just say at the top in a, you know, in a fun, whimsical font, it says senior, because, you know, everything has a funny name mm -hmm. in a school. This, and so you're at this time, your son, your older child mm -hmm. was in senior toddler two. So what we're That's looking right. at here is senior toddler two daily log. Yeah, with like a handwriting font. Yeah. And, and in the lower right corner, there's a little box for highlights. And someone drew a little banner in there with like a pen oh. and wrote, congratulations to Tina, John, and Alex, who welcomed baby sister Catherine Syracusa, a.k.a. Kate, to their Oof. family earlier this a.m. Oh, God. And when you hit a page like that, you're like, but now do I need, to, like, what if I, I had know. missed this page? Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, it's, I, I have such... So you've heard me talk a million times about that book. It's all too much. It's, mm -hmm. it, already, it's all I can do, not, not to mention that, like all through this conversation, because it's so germane. The whole reason I needed that book, in retrospect, I didn't know it when I picked it up. I, I thought, oh, it was great. It's going to teach me how to be organized. And of course, mm -hmm. what it ended up teaching me was, hey, Merlin, like so many people, you have a very unhealthy and mostly unexamined relationship with the stuff in your life, and it's holding you back in ways that you don't have the ability to see. And so, like, one of the things that he says in there that I think is really a good idea is you can't save, don't buy extra accordion folders to save every piece of crap your kid ever doodled on. Like, frame ones you love. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, Billy did a painting one time that ended up in a, oh, it's a kid's elementary school painting, but it was a wonderful painting of a dog that ended up being shown in an art show, a kid's art show. And so we had that framed, not just because it's famous, but because it was really fun and, you know, it had style and like a feel to it or like you know certain kinds of doodles that i keep over my desk still you can't keep it all but second thing is like what you're feeling right now is what i fear you know and it's the reason why like for example like we have water of course in our garage i think i told you this we had a water leak right above the box with almost every loose photograph from my entire life in it so like there were some albums that were upstairs but every photo from the days when I was an adult and would have photos processed, my bands, uh, my, 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 my girlfriends, <laughs> my, my bus, like all these things that like, and I went down there one day and I opened it up and I don't want to trigger anybody, but I, I opened it up and it was one solid block of photographs. Like, uh -huh. like, you know what I mean? Imagine uh -huh. that, that, that like, together. yeah, like over a hundred photos have been like in a pile in a box, but that box accommodated moisture. And then you can't unstick those. Mm -hmm. And it's like, at that point though, you have to ask yourself, like, I just feel, I just felt a tremendous loss because I just, you know, it, the irony or the, the big point of it is you realize, well, the past is behind us. And now I don't even have these photos of the past that I had hoped to continue enjoying and had plans for. But at that point, you have to ask yourself, like, do I want to start trying to take these apart? In other words, do I really want a full accounting of what I've lost? Is that going to, is there, a, I guess there is an upside to that. There can be. But the big downside of that is like, this is this one picture of my dad that we will never have again. 
and you can't even see what's in it. It's like, that's, and don't you feel that a little bit here where you're like, oh man, I'm glad, I mean, this is not the most important thing in the world, but it's really sweet and kind of precious. And I don't know, I hate that feeling. I mean, that's why we'd save them for so long. But in the end, it's like, do you really care when they pooped when they were, you know, six months old? Like, no, nobody really cares. I don't cares. need it's all just... of those, but I think some of those yeah. are very So good. anyway, I yeah. took a random sampling of pictures. As best I could, I went through each book, and I would just flip, 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 take a, a picture. Quick, flip, quick flip, question flip, in passing. Did you have a mandate and permission from the boss to do this? Oh, the, she was the one saying, now it's time to get rid of these. And really? Yes. I thought she was a the, scrapbooker. It only takes her, yeah, it takes her 18 years, and then eventually she decides to get rid of them. <laughs> That's noble. <laughs> yeah. So how many pictures did I take? I, you know, of that giant stack, I only took a little bit over 50 pictures. Did you do, use your iPhone? Yeah. No, no, because I wasn't going to make it. Like the whole thing is, I, I need this stuff needs to get out of my house. I wanted to, I wanted to get rid of this stuff for ages, but I also want to, you know. And so, like th that was the challenge I had. I can't take mm -hmm. a picture of all of it. I probably don't even want to take a picture of all of it, uh, but I do want to get rid of it. But I don't want to take no pictures. So I took a random sampling, and I found some gems like that one about my daughter being born. And there's probably other gems that I missed, but you know what? That's all. That's all I can do. I feel like I got a representative sample. If we ever wonder, what do those pages look like? If you look at this, you can say, here's what they look like in the various classrooms. And here's some, and, and these black and white pictures, like I have the digital versions of these black and white pictures because they give them to the parents, but they're, you know, oh, they're cool. like 300 pixels square on some yeah. terrible, you know, digital camera from 2005 or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that's, I don't know how we got on that, but uh, things are leaving my house. And that was uh, one of the one of the challenges I faced was how to get that out of my house. But I did did get out of my house. It's gone. It's in the somewhere. Are you, uh, are you OK with that? Yeah, I'm fine. That's yeah. how that's how you have to do things. Right. Well, I and I, I think I've mentioned this before, but well, I know I mentioned the fact that I. I really come around to the fact that if I'm not a hoarder, I might as well be. I really come around to the fact that I make a lot of poor decisions about the value of something that ends up causing much more accumulation of not valuable stuff than is healthy, wholesome, sustainable, scalable, right? Yeah, I saw those screws on the magnet. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, no, 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 but no, no, way worse. The, the, the classic example, uh, can't throw that out, that's a good box. Mm -hmm. Like how many, title, how many boxes do I need? Like how that's a good, like you get a box, like, you know, maybe like from like a meal delivery service or something where it's really good cardboard and it's not dented or anything. And like my whole life, I've been a person who keeps good boxes. I have, I keep the box from, well, this is nothing for you, but like I keep the boxes, like I reuse the boxes from like iPhones and iPads and Macs and stuff like that for like little trays and things. But, mm -hmm. but it's, um, I finally, I had to kind of confront it. One day, you know, Madeline had said something really, you know, pretty nice and like, you know, normal and low key to me. And I had this breakthrough. I'm like, oh, I, I kind of might as well be a hoarder because I know that my decision making elides a critical decision point, which is really, you could really state it just as this question. Is this really something you need to say? Or put differently, is this really something you have a plan for, for the future? And, you know, uh, it sounds callous to say that about your child's drawings, but well, what are you going to do with all of those? I'm going to keep it down here with the, my mom's wedding dress in the garbage bag mm -hmm. or, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but like there's never going to be a good day. And like you, at some point it is useful. And this is why I talked about this in the, in the document the way I did. You know, all the stuff that you're quote unquote like saving for other people, <laughs> offer it to them now. You know what they're going to say? Uh, no, thanks.
Uh-huh. Like, I don't need, I mean, like, nobody wants any of that junk. I wish I had my D&D books. I wish I had my, like, and my figures, my Rob Partha figures from, like, you know, 1982. And, you know, I, I wish I had some of my old records. I wish I had my original copy of Murmur and stuff like that. But, I mean, once it's gone, it's gone. And if you've made, I don't mean to be helpful here, but if you've made a commitment to being less bad about those fraught relationships, it's something you can just practice like you would any kind of mindful activity and just go like, well, things are here and then they're gone. You know, my family's still here. I'm lucky to have that. I'd rather have them than the drawings. Mm-hmm. They'll be gone too at some point. See horses. I was trying to find a good handwritten note. I'm glad you did that, but it's tough. I, and you know, good for Tina, man. Yeah. They just had needed to age for, uh, you know, 18 years in the attic and then they're ready to go. Mm, like a wine. Mm-hmm. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash diffs. Friends, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and for growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, you can engage with your audience, and you can sell anything, whether that's your products, your services, or even the stuff that you make. Whatever you want to do, Squarespace has got you covered there's so many things you can do with squarespace you guys wait but you know uh time constraints uh prevent me from going into all the things but uh, let me just give you a little little few things let's go back to the big one here you can sell your products in an online store are you getting this people this is not some kind of uh bolt-on strap-on you know uh, from the early 2000s you stick something on your plone no this is the real deal squarespace has a store for you come on in it's your store So whether you're selling physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Certainly one of the biggies. Don't lose this in the lights, people. You get started with a best-in-class website template, and then you customize it to fit your needs. It's really just as easy as browsing the category of your business to find a perfect starting place, and you can customize it with just a few clicks. Does anybody remember blogging? Well, guess what? Squarespace, they 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 got blogging. It's a quickie right there. Powerful blogging tools, powerful blogging tools Squarespace has, and that's going to help you share stories, photos, videos, and updates, and you'll even be able to category share and schedule your posts to make your content work for you. I, I, I couldn't do some of that stuff when I, when I was a, a, a blogger, you know, and now I, you know, maybe I should, maybe I should make a blog again. I already have many Squarespace sites. Consider that a segue into the personal experience section, because you see, I got a bunch of these Squarespace sites, my personal sites, the Roderick on the Line podcast. Squarespace, Squarespace, Squarespace. Say it thrice, and it's almost like praying. So listen, join me. Join all of us. One of us, you know, we accept you. You go to you go to squarespace.com slash diffs. That's the A-F-F-S. Squarespace.com slash diffs. Get a free trial. No credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use that extremely special offer code diffs. It's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, and it's going to help out your unemployed and Frankly, unemployable friend, John Syracuse, who you love so much. Squarespace.com slash diffs. When you're ready to sign up, use that code D-I-F-F-S for 10% off your first purchase. And, you know, show your support for John Syracuse. He'll never say he appreciates it because he doesn't appreciate it. I do. I appreciate it. I'll appreciate it on his behalf. Thank you. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. 
everybody. Welcome back to Reconcilable Differences. Uh, it's a program that John and I have been doing uh, for a while, and you listen to it. And uh, if you like what we do, uh, I hope you like what we do. And if you do, you can help support us by becoming a supporter, a member of our program. Um, and you can do that at relay.fm slash rd slash join. And for a small amount of money each month, you get an ad-free version of the show. You get some bonus content. You get wallpaper. And, um, and so this is one of those uh, weeks where we just ask you for money without giving you anything extra. We did that last week. Well, sorry, last episode. See, I'm still doing it, all right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, but, but we're back, and, um, and we've got some things to talk about. This feels, I know this is a back-to-work term, or a Who album, but I, I do feel like this, is, this might be a little bit of an odds and sods episode, but I like the odds and the sods, and I feel good about both. Yeah, a little uh, brief follow-up on, oh boy, what's the plural of meniscus? 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 No. Yeah. See, you try too hard. You get all Casey lists and you make it too. You make it you too. You got meniscus over here. Yeah. <laughs> we got the soup. Mm-hmm. Does soup have a meniscus? It has a skin? It sure does. Anyway, uh, there was uh, anyway. some uh, debate last episode of where you're properly supposed to measure. Uh, the, I talked uh, about when they hand you the, the what's the what's the skinny one? That's not uh, Marilyn Meyer. tube? A test tube is a good example of any. That when you've got, I mean, this isn't as relevant when you're doing it inside of like a, a beaker. But when mm-hmm. you've got a flask or a tube, I was I remember learning, and I don't remember how this came up, but I had heard that you read the meniscus from the you read the measurement from where the where the bottom of the little curve is. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Are you sure about that? Uh, I think it might be from the top." Well, and I, I think I said I, I got almost a C in chemistry, so I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So it turns out, according to the Wikipedia page about Here it, we go. is that you measure from the bottom of the meniscus when the meniscus is concave, as in like a crater on the moon, and you measure from the top of the meniscus when it's convex, like No, a there's no convex meniscus. There sure are. That sounds like an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer album. It's all about, uh, you know, the particular thing. I think one of the examples is like Mercury, if you're, I think Mercury oh, has Oh, yeah, you know what? I will buy that. Boy, my mm-hmm. mom was mad when I busted open our thermometer and played with the Mercury. Yeah, no, that's not good. She that found that very lot, concerning. Though. Okay, and who, who sent that in? Did you write it down? I don't recall. I'm sorry. Thank you to our the listener. has been lost to history, but uh, I'm glad to get that uh, settled now. So now you know, whatever kind of meniscus you face, you'll know where to measure it. Go out, go out and start measuring, everybody. Measure. Uh-huh. Thank you. Next item is in our uh, recurring segment. This <laughs> and interestingly, I've tried to explain <laughs> this segment to people in real life multiple times since I we've been to, doing it. It's hard. It. It's really hard. It is hard to explain it because you think I, I launch I launch into the explanation thinking it'll be like one sentence and I'll be done and I realize mid sentence like no they need much more context and it's actually really hard to explain. So I'll give it another attempt here. Just l- hang on. Let's let's reframe this, John. What is the name of this long-running, beloved segment on your Reconcilable Differences program? What is, what is the segment called? As far as I can recall, see last episode, the thing is called Secret Weird Things People Do. It's exactly right. Mm, as far as we both know. So, well, do you remember when we talked about memory? Yeah. Do you remember laughter? Does yes, anybody I, remember laughter? Does anybody. That's the question. And so, and that became a thing where we um, interrogated ourselves uh, asking questions about to like really draw out like a weird thing that we do. There's things other people do too, but you know, let it begin with me. And this, where, this is where we got to things like what you and your layers. 
when you go to sleep. That, that wasn't a good example. <laughs> I, well, I give a good I'll example get... of a secret. But it's a secret oh. weird thing where, where like when people find out you do a thing, it seems it seems like yeah, weird. It's, it's something that you don't realize is weird until you explain it to somebody and their eyes go wide and they're like, wait, you what? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, doesn't everybody do that? That sure. is the definition of a secret weird thing. Is that, oh, thing, that defines so much of my life, John. Yeah, that you had, yeah, and it's very often things that you do I in private. I got a reason I do everything. Yeah, that, that no one would have an occasion to see you doing, or very often they're family things or things that you were taught in your family that no one ever had occasion to see you do and you never had yeah. occasion to discuss it and seems mundane, but it's very different than what everybody else is doing. It is a secret weird thing. All right, so I ran across another one recently. Uh, and then somehow, after I ran across that one, this other thing came across my transom. So I'm going to do the other thing first. There's a Rolling Stone article. I wish I knew how this arrived. Is it actually a recent article or is it old? I don't know. I only read a little of it. Oh, but yeah, it's like, from, like, 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 from March 18th. So I like this, the writing. I, this must have, yeah, this must have been cycling through social media or something. So it actually is a recent article. Um, and this, I feel like, is, a, is an example and not a good example of secret weird things people not, do. Well, hang on, not a salutary or not a useful and skillful example. I think it doesn't fit for reasons that I will explain. So okay. the, title, the title of this article that yes. is inexplicably in Rolling Stone magazine, or at least on rollingstone.com, is Meet the Secret Society of People who, who Piss in the Sink. Yes. Please meet them. Yeah. Uh, here, and now, it talks about Reddit's r slash sink pissers mm. subreddit. Mm-hmm. Right away, you're suspicious, okay? Because lots of things are on Reddit and on the internet. For the for the lulls, as they say, uh, it's, it's rainbow party. It's rainbow parties all over again. It, yeah, it's, it's not one of those like, oh yeah, here's this wacky thing. I found one instance of it, and therefore it must be this a scourge that a million people do. Yeah, and it becomes kind of a fun thing to you know people write fiction like they do in the you know am I the a hole form or whatever. But and, I mean, it's like it's a it's a basis of so many kinds of memes. Think about fail. Like before we have fail fail videos, like mm-hmm. the famous one of the guy overloading his car with like lumber. Mm-hmm. Like those kinds of things where you're like, somebody made a decision that you think was a poor decision and they're committed to it. And they even have a forum that they go to that, that, yeah. that, that would count in that on that basis. It is kind of a, a weird thing that is semi-secret. I bet and the people then, they work with don't necessarily I, know. I feel like part of the thing about peeing in the sink is that the people who participate in this forum know that it is that other people find it offensive. And half of the game is just, uh, you know, saying that you peed in a sink because you know it riles up other people who don't want you to pee in the sink and it's just oh you pee in the sink oh i pee in yeah. the sink you pee in the sink and then that's and this it is just a self-sustaining yeah. minor amusement corner of the internet and this the reason i think this is not an example of secret weird things people do is because it's not a bunch of people saying of course i pee in the sink doesn't everybody pee in the sink and being shocked when they find out that's not true no a subreddit is a sub community of people who are just Amusing themselves on the apparently eternally hilarious idea yeah. of being and in you, the sink. You, before I cut you off, you were talking about AITA, which is, I mean, it's like overheard on Twitter. Like, I, I would want yeah, to see a better it's source a good, on It's that. a good creative writing outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I would not. And I think a lot of people, I can't tell. It's like my kid and John, or like my kid and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, are, are, do you hate him or do you not hate him? I don't, like, is it ironic? Can you even tell? And like, do you actually believe that a lot of people do this or, you know, and there's so many like this. Think about like, was it George who used to take his shirt off to make a number two, mm-hmm. you know, or, or Roderick, I think so, somebody, no, maybe Dan talking about somebody who had to take a shower every time he made a Duke. Yeah. You hear about people that, that are, that are like that. And I'm not, everybody should, you know, uh, go their own way as Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. say. 
But that is that is weird. Yeah, well, so a lot of bathroom things end up being super weird things, but this, the sink doesn't well, mean the fact that this wrong, is... They wipe wrong, and they're scared to talk about yeah, it. <laughs> the fact that this is a subreddit is, you know, a whole separate thing. That said, yeah. it did bring up the conversation that, that in the household when this thing came around, because I had the same conversation with my family when I saw the article, because we were talking about the other secret weird thing that I'll get to in a little bit. And I did <laughs> have to I did have to throw out there. I said, well, here, here's a question for you, Merlin. Yeah. Have you ever peed in a sink? <clears throat> um this puts me in a difficult situation no implied time scales is a simple question the question is have i ever peed in a sink mm-hmm. yes me too okay i have to think that it is a much more common experience than you think now i bet it's common in the aggregate I bet mm. the frequency is not as high as a dedicated yes, Reddit would right. suggest. So I've peed in this thing I mean, one I've done all, time. I, I've, I'm, one time at band practice, we were actually recording. One Saturday morning, Coleman and I um, went out to have a big, a big Tallahassee breakfast and then started recording at like 8 or 9 a.m. And, uh, and, well, let's just put it this way. I didn't have a shower to use when I was done. I walked outside. I dropped, dropped the deuce. I came back in and I picked up my, my Gibson like a gentleman and went right back to it. That doesn't mean I do that a lot. Exactly. I, I can right? count on two hands the number of times I pooped outside. It's a, on purpose. And, but and, and sink sink pissing, I feel like is well for me and it was similar. My my recollection of this is I was very young and some for some reason the bathrooms were occupied. Like mm-hmm. I was in like, you know, toddler size or whatever. And my mother, you know, I said I had to go pee, I had to go pee. You know, kids say, Oh, I gotta go, I gotta go. My mom got like a chair for me and brought it over to the kitchen sink and said, Here you go in the sink. Wow. Um, Right, because like, what are you gonna do? I mean, I I don't know mm-hmm. why she didn't just have me go outside. Maybe it was well, you winter time go, or you whatever. Go. That's what we used to say. But I had a parent-sanctioned pee in the kitchen sink once when I was. A she provided John. She child. provided you with an affordance and some advice. Yeah, because I couldn't reach the sink otherwise, and, and a permission it, structure. And it kind of goes without saying. I think in the sink pissers thing is that most of the people peeing in the sink are doing so with a penis. Uh I don't know yes. that to be the case. I bet there's a, a wide range of sink pacing opportunities or fictional or otherwise in here, but just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, dude, we're, we're not nearly done with this. Well, I'll, let's also just, let's get to the, the part that makes this, to me anyway, fascinating, which is at least according to what I quickly read of this Rolling Stone article, it's being couched as a proactive way to not waste water. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course they can throw that in there. Mm-hmm. But... It's just also, it's just really fun to pee in different mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. Some people, yeah, that's, that's the whole thing with the subreddit, because you know there are people who kind of get off on it as their special thing. You know people who like to do it as an exhibition. You know people like to pretend they do it because it grows other people I'm looking at this out. airplane. I'm looking at this photo. I saw the airplane one. I know you did, but our, our readers, our listeners have not seen this probably. A, a picture, a photograph from r slash sink pissers, and it uh, looks like a cell phone uh, photograph of somebody pissing into the sink on what appears to be a, j- a jet plane. Mm-hmm. Well hydrated person. Very clear. So it's good It's good when it's clear? Mm-hmm. Is there a mnemonic for that, John? I don't think there is. <laughs> What's it? Uh, if, you're, um, if your pee is clear, you're in the clear. Oh, I, I can't even remember it enough if to make the joke out yellow, of it. Uh, so something, red dawn by morning, sailors take warning. What is that one? Uh, red, sky, red sky at morning, sailors take warning. Red sky yeah. at night, Sailor's Delight. Exactly. There's probably, make your own pee joke with that. Use okay. GPT, it'll be fine. Um, 
So there's that. There's and, and there's the, obviously the less the more mundane one, which I also think is not a good example of secret weird things that people talk about all the time, which is peeing in the shower, right? And we'll set that aside for now. But like, it's like it's like talking. Forgive my saying, but it's like talking about what 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 your people call the sin of onanism. We either do it or you're lying. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, some people don't like to pee in the shower. Some people don't like to think that other people are peeing in the shower. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but these are, are you telling are, me you made it out of your teens without ever spilling your seed? But these are not. Yeah, no, that's that's a separate thing. But these but like, are not. But look, how's that? I mean, peeing in the shower. It's, it's a, I'm, I'm, we may have to we may have to rope in Doctor Don on this one because like I know you shouldn't wash your chicken, but you know mm-hmm. rinse don't rinse your chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a euphemism. Mm-hmm. I gotta go devein my shrimp. <laughs> that's a French painful. guy. That's really, you got to do it on the underside. And by the way, you know what? That's not actually a vein. Mm, Did you know that your penis, when it's erect, is actually full of poop? (laughs) It's terrible. It's mostly sand. It's fine. (laughs) Depends on where you're from. Well, that's why they do the circumcision. I apologize for this whole episode, everybody. I didn't mean to go. I mean, at least you don't have to look at the graphic that's at the top of this uh, rolling stone. Again, why? Anyway. So I would do now that I've said a bunch of things that I don't think are secret weird things and that are mostly okay, so, like, so just to be clear whatever. here, um, secret weird thing people do or not, the beloved incomparable podcast. You're saying this does not. I would say this does not fit under necessarily no, it under d- the, especially if you're going to an online forum to talk about it. Right. So here I'm gonna I'm going to introduce you to the secret weird thing, which as these things tend to came <laughs> out of nowhere. I wasn't looking. On. Wasn't looking for it. It just arrived. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm going to start by asking. If you were to go to like, I don't know, like a Bed Bath & Beyond or a Target or something, and you would just, you'd moved into a new place, but you mm-hmm. had nothing. You didn't have any furniture or anything. You basically needed to outfit your bathroom. What things might you buy from Bed Bath & Beyond for your, for your bathroom? You've got nothing. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not even considering whether this is a trap. I would say off the dome, there's the kind of like the fancy stuff that's in like a family's bathroom. Which I would say includes usually a uh, a trash basket, a small trash basket of some kind. Um, you're, t- you're not talking about uh, you're talking about stock or flow. You're not talking about like toilet paper and stuff. No, not, more not, about cons- fur- not consumables. No, not consumables. Now, when I was a kid, everything had carpeting on it, including the toilet, and and you would never have an exposed roll of toilet paper, and so you'd have a crocheted poodle sitting on your toilet paper. Um, maybe a toothbrush holder. Mm-hmm. This, what does this feel like? Is it $20,000 pyramid? And, and toothbrush holders is good. Like toothbrush holders often come like in a set with a yes. bunch of bathroom stuff. What's in that set? Oh, um, okay. So like, uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say that, but if I, it feels so impossibly quaint in 1970s to use a phrase like that, but it's absolutely true. Because also remember you're, you're, you're keening sweaty white trash and you want everything in your house to match because you think that's classy. Mm-hmm. So you get, you get a cover for your toilet seat you get carpeting for your floor you get a bath mat you get you got washcloths wash cloths well, there it is the washcloths in the washroom yeah anyway continue. and towels and maybe some hand towels maybe a soap dish those are the kinds of things now none of those are the things that i if, if i was in 1986 mode and like going to walmart you know where i i'm not gonna buy all that stuff i mean i'm gonna it's more like and more of the stock or more of the, well, I forget which is which, but the one, like the stuff, I would want stuff like toothpaste. I'd rather put my money into that. And mm-hmm. God, and my real bet noir was always laundry. I always had to save money for laundry. It was always like the redheaded stepchild of my budget. 
All right. But well, so that's. That, I mean, am I anywhere? I mean, g- give me a hint. You're 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 humming around it, but haven't quite gotten to where I wanted you to get. So let's try this. Uh, think, picture your bathroom in your mind right now, and okay. uh, like the sink area, and tell me everything that that you feel comfortable telling me that sure. is in the in the, sure, sink, sure. in the sink area. Yes, we've got an OXO branded suction cup thing that sticks to the wall, in which we put our toothbrushes and toothpaste. We've got a Mrs. Myers not lavender hand soap dispenser. Or the OXO one, we have one of those as well. Um, we've got a, uh, the thing for uh, charging the toothbrushes because they're battery powered. We've got, I guess, a mirror. Not a lot. We have a very small vanity to put stuff on. I feel like I'm really disappointing you with this. Well, no, what you're doing is telling me that I am probably the one who's doing the secret weird thing here. Oh, because- because when we're having this conversation with people who re- remain nameless to protect the innocent slash guilty, depending on how this turns out. Okay. Uh, I mentioned something offhand uh, and didn't get any recognition from them. And I said, certainly you also X, Y, Z. And they were all looked at each other. It was two other couples. It was me and my wife and two other couples. And they looked oh, at each so other. Oh, so you're out talking to people like an adult. Yes, I did. And visit you with got accidentally caught in a secret weird thing you do. See, that's what I'm trying to figure out. You're trying Which, to figure out who's because the weirdo. We've got, we've is the weirdo three couples you or here. the other couple, right? Yeah. Two okay. of the three couples, I think, are doing a weird thing, but they both thought I was doing the weird thing. And when I say I, I mean our family, right? So okay. far, you haven't named the thing that I've been thinking of that's on, that, that, that is... Uh, give, me you one last, give me one last try. And just, pic- about, just picture you're staring at your sink. Do you have one of those, like, you're in a fancy house, right? So you do have, like, two sinks in the bathroom? <laughs> it's not, it not fancy. I have, yes, it's I have fancy. one. fancy. That thing you have I have a sink in the bathroom. And so then you've got things there, things that involve soap, a soap dispenser, mm-hmm. toothbrush holder, mm-hmm. drinking glass. Sometimes people like a non-glass glass to have mm-hmm. in there to rinse. All right. Well, was, so so yeah. let, me, let, me, let me reveal because you just got it. Um, what <laughs> We were talking, as you do, uh, about COVID and germs and everything like that. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, just got over COVID, blah, blah, blah. That was the top of conversation. And I was like, no one else in the house got it. Uh, which is pretty amazing considering we all, you know, share the same cup in the bathroom. And they looked at each other and then it was like, hmm? Huh? Huh? Yeah, in our our bathroom, we have have one bathroom upstairs shared by three bedrooms. That is not, I'm sorry, that's not weird at all. We have, you know, three bedrooms and one bathroom. And we just- have a separate cup for everybody in your house? We just have one, yeah. And so that's what I said to them. I said, do you have separate cups for, because these are, you know, how much do you need cups? Like, do you have separate cups because you don't want to drink from, like, your spouse, the cup that your spouse drinks Wait, from? Well, I mean, you're rinsing. You could use your hands. Okay, well, so, so here. <sighs> this is what they said, okay? All right. So, All right. the cup sharing, at first I thought, is this a germaphobe thing and other people don't share cups within their family? Right. I mean, maybe you don't want to share cups with your kids because kids are gross, but it's like you're kissing your spouse. So, like, you're, you're going to kiss them, but you won't share a cup with them in the bathroom? Seems, I mean, maybe if you're just really worried about, you know, I, I don't understand it, honestly. Unless, unless you're not kissing your spouse on a daily basis. Sharing a cup in the bathroom. Did you get a le- sense of what, I mean, again, because we're the weirdos and don't realize that we're asking questions that sound crazy, which is like, what do you mean you don't share a stall in a public restroom? Everybody does that. You're exactly. like, so this, that's, this is the experience of secret weird thing, trying okay. to figure out oh, who's doing the weird thing, right? Okay. Yeah. So, here's, so here's what came back to me. First couple says, we don't have cups in the bathroom. We do not have a permanent cup in the bathroom. No cups in the bathroom. And I'm like, this is blowing my mind. Because I thought, along with soap dispenser, thing that holds your toothbrushes, like 
the third item on the list after those two, which I feel like are essential. What are you things doing with the cup brush, that soap often? dispenser, right? Well, I, I, it's it, weird. Well, right, yeah. So the reason I think a cup is essential is when you, even though the dentists tell you you're not supposed to do this, when you brush your teeth, people like to rinse and spit. Right. With a cup with water and i know um, they don't that you're not supposed to rinse the toothpaste out of your mouth but leave the fluoride in there well, i get you know, the whole they, thing it's another it's like it's like coffee and wine and chocolate it seems like about every six years there's a new revolution in what you're doing wrong and like but we're electric or you know powered toothbrush people and the way i always learn that is like the first time you try to use an electric toothbrush and you don't know how it's really weird because you're just used to going and with that you got to keep your mouth closed right while you're doing the the, the power brushing but you're saying you're doing a manual toothbrush and then uh, Dennis be damned, you want to get a nice rinse, get that clean feeling and then continue. Yeah. Or maybe you floss and then you rinse and spit or whatever order you do it in. Rinsing I the fluoride it. out of your mouth is always bad. Like this, there's no fluctuation. In that. It's just a question of do you care? Or like, especially if you do a fluoride rinse after you brush, then it doesn't hmm. really matter because you're hmm. putting the fluoride back, whatever. I think uh, I might be bad at this. But anyway, forget it. Okay. No water cup, in, no cups in in the bathroom at all. Okay. And so I said, like, don't, don't you, what, like, what do you like rinse with? You never rinse and spit at any point in any of your oral hygiene or bathroom stuff. Cause I feel like if you buy a bathroom set from Bed Bath and Beyond, they all, if it's a matching set, it comes with a matching toothbrush holder, soap holder, or soap dispenser and cup. They, they all match, right? Right. Like, that's the set. That's what I was trying to get at. Cause I think it's not, it's not, no, no, no. It? I mean, it's, it's just, I totally, no, I, I'm totally getting what you're saying. And now I have this, like, almost tertiary thing of like i had no idea you were this into having a cup in the bathroom well that's what i'm getting at. like i don't first of all i don't think it's so the weird to couples, have a cup in the, the bathroom other two but couples I, don't have a cup but yeah i think it's weird not to have a cup right i feel like because i've had a cup in the bathroom my I'm entire not judging. life i'm not judging and then when i when i got married usually when if you get married or when you first live with somebody that's when you find out all the weird stuff that only your family did but when i you know you know moved in with my wife and we got married and everything we were both come. We both came from cups in the bathroom household, so it wasn't weird, right? Right. And so we just had a cup in the bathroom. We've always had a cup in the this bathroom. This is why. I mean, I know you wouldn't do this because of your background, but this is one of the ways in which it's really beneficial to live with somebody before you commit to them for life. Because it isn't until I, you I live, live with, with my somebody wife before we were married. Well, I mean, sleeping on a mat doesn't count. No, we had an apartment. Oh, I guess. Yeah. But okay, all right. And so, and and how how heated did it get? Were any, Not very, because uh, I was just trying to suss it out. At this point, I had to explain the secret weird things and the fact that I have podcasts where we talk about this and blah, blah. And I kind of got out of a sidetrack. But I was interested in figuring out what the deal was. So here was the answer from the no cups in the bathroom person. They said, well, I have a cup on my bedside table, and I bring it with me into the bathroom when I brush my teeth, and then I bring what? it back to my bedside table. That's weird. Like the, the, sh- the same cup always by the bedside? Yeah, because some they people get do a it- glass of water and take it in there every night. Yeah. Well, I, well, I, my suggestion to them was that if you find yourself bringing mm. your bed, this bedside table cup is like, oh, if you get thirsty at night or if it's dry or you just want to have something, you know, fine, whatever. That's I think that is a normal thing as well. Yeah. But yeah. if you find yourself bringing that cup into the bathroom every night when you brush your teeth, just get a cup and put it in the bathroom. You have you can have more than one think. cup. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got two sets of cables, so I'm certainly yeah. going to have an extra right. cup. Second couple. OK. No cups in the bathroom. What do you do when you want to rinse your stuff up? Both both people in this couple said they just cup their hands and drink out of their hands. <laughs> I'm going to say that is weirder than having a cup in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Both of them. They most now. Yeah. I didn't interrogate this farther to say no, like, like somebody you, in the Old Testament. Who yeah, lives in it's the like, hills. Did you? I want to know. Did you bah, both bah, come bah. from households where there was no cups in the bathroom, and you both learned at a young well, and age? Also, to, like if it's not a critical part of your workflow, you just want to get a little rinse. You don't even have to do two hands. You could do one hand and just go slurp. Well, your hands are dirty. It's like, oh, well, I wash my hands before I drink out of them. But then you got to make sure you rinse the soap out. Otherwise, you're drinking soap know, water. Man. And I feel like that we've solved this problem. It's called a cup. A cup. <laughs> yeah. Stuart Lee, the, the, the wonderful comedian, you will never watch this because you don't like to laugh. But Stuart Lee has an amazing bit about the UKIPs and people who like don't want anybody moving to England. I won't spoil the bit, but Stuart Lee's comedy vehicle. Check out season three. It's absolutely astonishing. There's one bit where he goes into the character of this guy, um, not Nigel Farage, but one of the other UKIP guys, about how like these people keep coming over here. And then he goes, and before that, it was the Anglo-Saxons coming over here, coming over here with their basis for our entire language. They should stay back. And, you know, and then you get down to like, and of course, eventually you get to the first fish that crawled out of the water and walked on land. But he talks about the beaker people, people, the beaker people coming here with their drinking vessels. <laughs> What's wrong with just drinking out of your hands? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I keep thinking this the whole time. That's, um, that is, I think bathrooms are potentially, and I'm not even, I'm t- not trying to be gross. I'm not trying to be like lurid, but I think bathrooms are a fascinating nexus for secret weird things people do, including wiping. All right. Cause no, we, nobody knows if they wipe, right? You know, assigned female at birth, people get a lot more counseling mm-hmm. on wiping than we do. I got counseling about how an assigned female at birth baby needs to be wiped for diapers. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, was not, not, not what I expected. Yeah. You go, you go, JJ back, mm-hmm. not button forward. Yeah. So I, it, the adjudication oh, like you smear, on, you smear it. on the on the secret weirdness of this thing <laughs> is an experiment for you to try because I know you love experiments for your family. When you can home I love today, projects, John. You give yeah. me, you give me homework. That's going to be a project. Go go into your bathroom, take your cup, and then okay. like spirit it away and put it someplace else. So there's no cup in the bathroom, and see how long it takes for anyone in your. Do that. You can't, you can't complain. So you have to just stomach it. See how long it takes for anyone else in your household to either complain about the fact that there's no cup in the bathroom or to go get a cup and. So there's it no. Back. There's never been a cup in our bathroom. There's no cup in your bathroom. No. Then how do you <laughs> when you brush your teeth? Well, and uh, what's misleading about it is that now, so Billy and I both use like rechargeable Sonic hair brushes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Madeline really cares about her oral health, so she has a water pick. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, I guess that is its own kind of cup, I guess, in some ways. Sure. But I don't, I mean, there's even like an invagination in the OXO holder for where to put a cup. So you, you brush your teeth with your electric toothbrush and toothpaste. You mm-hmm. spit the toothpaste out into the sink and you're done. That's it. You just you're done for the night. You can go right into bed like that. Well, this gets into a lot of problem areas. <laughs> like do you do you, this do you rinse out the toothpaste in your I mouth? I don't brush my teeth as much as I should. <sighs> the main thing that I do every time I go to the bathroom, I go and I pee, I wash my hands, and then I pick up the toothpaste tube and I close the lid. I wipe off the, the yeah, spooge. Yeah, yeah. And squeeze it because I'm the only person, and it matters to me that that be right, even if I'm not using Mm -hmm. it. Do you you remove any hair from the countertops? Oh, John. Every (laughs) night I I walk around and I close all the doors. There's so much stuff I do that must seem mental to my family because I things, and this is part of the secret things problem. You've never talked to anybody. Let's use an example wiping when you're on the. (laughs) <laughs> There's never been an opportunity. Just for instance. To, as a, for, just as a, it's something I think most people do in some mm-hmm. fashion. 
Mm-hmm. Sure, you, maybe you got a bidet. You got like a special French water fountain in your toilet. Mm-hmm. But you what I'm pick, saying, yeah. just not that. Or <laughs> you really want to start low. <laughs> start at a very low setting because that yeah. can be a very incisive blast. Mm-hmm. Have you ever accidentally had used the water pick on too high? We had water picks when I was a kid. I it's crazy. Wasn't it's, a fan. Oh man, it's like a little like uh, it's almost like almost like a little blaster. Yeah, it seems not great. But but let's just say the obvious. The, the wiping thing is one. All of the things that we're talking about mostly, like unless you're in Danny's house in Caddyshack, most of the things that are happening are happening with you unmolested behind a closed door, not because of shame per se, not because of secrecy per se, but because that's the bathroom. You know, I we used to be an open door house. Mm-hmm. And then when, when our kid got older, we stopped being an open door house. Mm-hmm. I still am pretty... I, I don't want to say I forget. I ignore it a lot, especially uh-huh. if they're in another room and I know this is going to be a 30-second pee. I just go in there. But I have weird peeing things too that we can get into. But what I'm saying is because it mostly happens in a room with the door closed that and where people are not really encouraged to interrogate you about what happened in the closed room, like, you know the kind of question you never want to ask people in your family? Uh, it's kind of thing like, why were you in the bathroom for so mm-hmm. long? And the answer to that, which you should have known, is it's none of your gosh darn business um you know that's you know it's hard when you're thinking about being in the army or in a family and there's a lot of stuff where my wife for example lives with a guy who two nights ago i farted loud enough in my sleep to wake myself up and that's the thing we're probably not going to talk about over much i mean i did get a cpap machine and that's helping i think it might be filling me with air or as aristotle would say it's literally inspiring me like Mm -hmm. filling me with air and i think sometimes that makes me fart I'm pretty sure that's the pathway. Yeah, I'm not sure. Your your uh, your mental model of the human body may but be slightly d- seriously, off. Seriously, no, we don't have time tonight. I could do I could do six hours on this. At some point, my kid who takes a shower every night at almost exactly seven thirty, sometime between seven fifteen seven thirty, takes a shower. We're watching TV, and he goes, "I'm gonna take a shower." I'm like, "No, come back. We haven't finished the succession yet." No, and that's that's how I actually talk to my kid because I I love him. Um, and he'll go to the bathroom. And I've noticed he started when he gets out of the shower. This is not, this is not personal, but like, I'm the person who like, I close, I put the, you know, got a shower curtain and a shower liner. The shower liner goes in the tub. The shower curtain goes outside the tub Mm -hmm. and you open the curtain all the way up. If you have towels, you hang them on the tube because it uh, produces the most surface area for the dehumidifier to reach. You certainly don't throw them on the floor. I personally don't wad them up on a hook. I, there are so many of those things that I think mostly 80% of them or more would just be um, inconsequential personal preferences. But that's also because that is uninterrogated, undiscussed. It also becomes a source of unintentional passive aggression with other people. Like, do, do you replace the role? At what point do you replace the role? Do you know, um, what, what did you close the top on my nice shampoo? There's those kinds of things. And I think those all fall into the range of like your typical stand-up comedian type stuff. But I'll bet there's other kinds of stuff along the lines of, I like to take off all of my clothes before I duke. I bet there's more of that out there than you realize because of that damn closed door. Why were you in there so long? I was pressing my pants. Yeah, the, ba- the bathroom stuff, like, it's, if you, when you grow up in a family with it, you just accept whatever your family does as normal, right? And the only time you, yeah, uh, the, the, yeah. the main time you encounter friction there is when you move in with somebody. Because now you have two people from two different families. And if your habits don't match, then there's a clash and you have this big conversation about that's what is some That's some of the biggest and most, unfortunately, some of the, not ugly, but like 
can be kind of emotional exchanges because all of those things, at least in my experience, when you have a roommate, most of them are really petty things where you're like, whatever, this, this person's weird, whatever, but it goes on and on and on. Like you don't, you don't, you leave your dish in the sink without cleaning it. I'm just, I'm just, you know, just think of any of those hundreds of things. Like one time out of seven, you forget to push the button on the lock for the door, even though you deadbolted it. Well, I like that to be, you know what I mean? Everybody's got these things where the one person's like, nobody's coming in our house. What are you worried about? And the other person's like, no, I want it to be like Fort Knox all the time. If Mm -hmm. I have to even wonder whether the doors, I know these, these sound trivial. Did you pull all the way into the garage? Are you too close to the lawnmower? Where did you put the mail when you came up? Each one of these things is so dumb and so small on their own, but it's like a like a magnum of champagne exploding when a slightly bigger thing happens and those floodgates open. And all of that, not rage, but frustration that you have kind of just comes flying out. And when you're 19, like, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to work that out? Just go get another roommate? Like, something's got to give. So given you and the two other couples, yeah. now it's three family units that's that, not science that don't John. have glasses that's hardly an the, an, the barely an anecdote i'm not ready to say that having having a cup in the bathroom is a secret weird thing because again when you buy a bathroom set and it's a little matching <laughs> set they come with cups like bathroom. i remember one of our original cups i love the phrase bathroom set yeah like the the, the dish matches the cup matches the oh tooth, no believe they, me you I know, know. <laughs> you know it's a it's a set well, and you also you could get something because you know. Remember when Kleenex boxes came in like a standard size, and you could get like a special cover. Oh yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you guys cover your toilet paper out of curiosity? No, that's a Midwestern thing. Yeah, I mean, we either didn't have them out, or in the case of my grandparents, that's not a joke. They lived. There would be exactly one roll of tape. Now, me, I bust out the the toilet paper when I'm having one of my Thursdays, and the the chief operations officer, I go and I make a ziggurat of toilet paper, like four rolls high i make a strong base of four rolls that's that's uh that's risky in a moisture rich environment like the bathroom we got a dehumidifier i know but i'm saying like you get a splash on there and you could ruin three things of toilet paper imagine if you got a cat you know yeah, that's not um, great so but 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 i think it's I, I off the dome i feel like this might be a cousin of in victorian times it got so weird that they would like put like exposed legs of furniture were considered racy and so they'd like cover up parts of furniture because they thought they were too erotic which is the horniest thing i've ever heard in my life that's 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 such a weird horny person saying i'm not sure bathroom cups uh the table the table's making me rigid (laughs) Uh, is that a chip and tails (laughs) oh here's here's another one is a tart when you go to a hotel in the bathroom they have wrapped in stupid plastic yes But that's the new college bathroom setup. So at new college, I, I cooked in my bathroom. Every room, you got a, you got a roommate, and then you got a shared bathroom for two people. And then you, you clean your dishes with laundry soap. I know. It's terrible. You know, it made me very ill, John. That's I why, think I might have lost my mind for a little while. That's why they're doing all those terrible things at that school, because the, they don't want to stop it's people from... Oh, I had a great room. I was in what's called a suicide balcony. Sorry, self-harm balcony. Um, because they didn't... It looked like there was a balcony, but there wasn't a balcony, but you got a good view of Palm Court. Oh, so great. Over there in... Uh, in third court. And, um, and yeah, I did that. I cleaned them with era brand concentrated additional. And mom said, this Coke tastes weird. Do you remember that? And I said, mom, I've been, I've been washing my, I have not been washing my clothes and the bottle of era you bought me two years ago that I haven't gone. Th- I've been using that to wash the dishes. And she said, that's not good. It's not, not good. <laughs> well, anyway, 
I'm I'm going to do further research here, but I, here, I'm here to tell you, yeah. if you do not have a cup or a glass, preferably a non-glass one, but like a plastic cup or something in your bathroom, just one, yeah. I highly recommend you do that. It comes in very handy in the bathroom. It's still kind it's of boggles for my mind. It's also and stuff like that, that probably? People, no, just to have to bring water to your I mouth and know, ingest man. it. You should get a Dixie cup thing with riddles. Remember riddle oh, cups? Oh, yeah, you can have a little Dixie cup. So that's kind of wasteful with paper. You Very know, if you want to be a little yeah. bit like, that's another thing you have very often is a little Dixie cup dispenser. Like, I can think of so many instances where there are cups given to people in the bathroom, in hotels, the little Dixie cups. And I thought in everybody's house, along with a little holder that holds your toothbrushes and along with the soap dispenser or soap dish, that there would be a cup. But apparently so far... I'm over three and asking families, hey, do you have a cup in the bathroom? No, John, that could be, that could be, um, you might have a problem with your, uh, with your, with your P value. You should talk to Kieran about this, run it through R. Yeah, I'll, I'll still work on it. So like I said, I'm not ready to say that it's a secret weird thing that I do, but I'm also not ready to say it's a secret weird thing that other people do. So right now I'm just becoming an evangelizer for cups in the bathroom. For all the people who aren't using, if you're drinking Mm -hmm. out of your hands, if you're carrying a cup from your nightstand into the bathroom every (laughs) night, people, if, if you're just walking out of the bathroom with a mouthful of toothpaste, your dentist is proud of you, but I think it's kind of weird. Can I give you a pop quiz? Sure. You have a second? Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you some quick questions. Um, you you have, well, I don't want to be creepy, but you have like a USPS like mailbox outside to which your mail is delivered? I do not. You got a slot? Yeah, New England, yeah. New England. Um, is there always exactly one place where the mail goes? Uh, you like mean like if, uh, on the floor by my door after it comes through the slot? Well, I guess what I'm asking is, is there a mature and um, unerring agreed upon standard for how mail is collected where it goes yeah i mean because mail's a whole thing there's a whole like what do you open what do you not open but like where it goes Mm -hmm. like the people there's so many people well the eight of you listening right now there's so many people who are like oh my god of course you put it on the table by the front door in the mail holder Mm -hmm. or whatever and there's so many other people who are like you know actually we maybe we should get a system for that because I just grab the mail and sometimes I drop it into a, I drop it into a, like a, you know, a grocery bag while I'm walking up. It's the kind of thing my wife does. This sometimes I put it with, in with the recycling. Sometimes <laughs> I put it in the recycling. So you don't, the system you have for that is it gets picked up off the floor and gets put on a table probably, right? Yeah. You're about to have dinner. Do you guys, do you guys still sometimes eat together at a table? Yeah. Oh. Do you have any strong feelings about, how food is served and what kinds of receptacles are appropriate. It depends on uh, if it's a more formal or less formal occasion. Sour cream for baked potato, um, milk out of the carton. Are things like that okay? Or do Because I've known a lot of people who have like one of their strongest, my ex, my ex-wife's mom, whom I loved. Um, I love all my mothers-in-law, all the great mothers-in-law. She, um, she had a very strong stance about two things regarding dinner. One is... You had to turn off the light in the kitchen when you came in. There's a reason they all had eating disorders. You, 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 you have to turn off the light in the kitchen, and then there can't be anything in, on the table that's like you couldn't, you couldn't eat in cranberry sauce out of the can. But like you couldn't have a carton of milk. The milk goes into a pitcher. The butter goes into a dish. Yeah, no, that's you have a very, strong feelings that's a very about formal this. practice, right? Well, no, but it's, isn't it worth asking? Will it surprise you to know that there are people listening right now that have very strong feelings about that? I mean, but that, that, I feel like that's more of a formality thing. And it's kind of like, you know, I would never go to church without wearing church clothes versus people who go to church in right. sweatpants, right? And it's not like we yes. don't understand the uh, the concept of church clothes and getting dressed up in your Sunday best. But some people say, eh, you know, like. I like we, to be comfortable. I like to put my yeah, feet thing, up. Things get more casual over time, much to the consternation of John Roderick. 
Uh, and I think that they were very familiar with that phenomenon. So I would say, for example, at a holiday dinner, especially if my dad is involved in any way, mm. everything is in the thing, right? You know, the, <laughs> the, the, you never serve anything out of the thing that it came in, right? Mr. Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that, but that's just for that thing. But, you know, for, a, for you know, today we had like, uh, you know, tacos, essentially. Um, we had sour cream on the table and it was in the container that the sour cream comes in from the supermarket. See, and I, that was I personally, I don't want, I, I mean, this is like, this is like me and whether Deckard is a replicant. I have a strong feeling about that, mm -hmm. but I also increasingly understand why people have an opposite, very strong feeling. And I think that's okay. Um, I'm not going to reveal my position here, but, uh, but, but if for people who have, and, but then there's just certain kinds of things where that's just a nice thing to do. You know, grandma likes it when we like camp. Yeah. It's, it's a formality. It's making things nice. Right. Well, yeah, it's also just like, I don't know. It's like, this is your life, man. This is, uh, this is this, like, this is, you might as well, something that's become very instrumental for me. It all started a, a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Stickers are for sticking. If you have stickers, this is again in the document, but use stickers, like use more stickers. In my case, I have hundreds and hundreds of stickers. Stickers, obviously, from things like, you know, Relay, you know, uh, holiday things, or like I bought a product, I bought some hot sauce this week that came with the stickers, all those stickers, plus all the Marvel books, you know, those great stickers, all those, like, so many stickers. And I, th I, what the hell am I saving those for? And I have, that became such a aha moment for me. I think about it all the time now. And this has become, I don't say this a lot because it's annoying, food is for eating. Food is for eating. What are you saving? the food for like i mean and i think that even down to the level of like on my plate i kind of like to leave the last good bite to be the last bite and finish it all together i mean i don't think it's strictly ocd it's just like a preference but like dude you know and i'm not trying i don't mean to sound like some kind of like embroidered pillow on instagram but like food is for eating eat the food you know, if, if you're gonna, if you're going to make the food, eat it. And then like, especially in my case, like, like, don't let it just go sit and rot in the refrigerator, but then I'll see also what's your plan for doing something with that food. I don't know. I think, I think, what was that phrase? Did we use it here? Maybe I saw on one of my podcasts a few months ago. I just learned that phrase provisional life. Mm -hmm. Like you're leading your life. Like, you know, most of us lead our lives probably, I think as if we're living provisionally. Another way to put it is this is not a dress rehearsal, right? Like the thing is what you're doing is who you are. I'm sorry, I don't mean to get philosophical. I just think that there's a lot of joy and meaning to be found in these dumb preferences, especially the ones that we can agree, agree on or the ones we don't agree on. There's that, that can be part of a fun thing too, as long as your memory remembers it. Yeah, speaking of the uh, bringing things to table and if they're in containers and stuff like that and related to secret weird things, this is a non-secret weird thing that I do. It's not a secret because I think I've talked about it on this program before and I know why I do it and I know that it definitely is weird, so that's why it's not a secret weird thing. But it is a, a practice that I endorse. Hmm. Uh, it, it. it is It is derived from trauma and that trauma <laughs> is... Uh, so I, I, I like cereal with milk. I had cereal my whole childhood. <laughs> I still have it as an adult. Um, mm -hmm. But during my childhood... I, on many occasions, I, you know, stumbled out of bed to get ready for school way too early in the morning, poured myself a bowl of cereal, stuck my spoon in, grabbed a big scoop, put it in my mouth, milk sour. Right? Milk has gone bad. The milk is sour. That you sucks. It sucks and real what, bad. What is, and it's like, I mean, it's cereal. I mean, cereal, I think, in my opinion, is a little bit costly for what you get, but it's not like, 
you've ruined all of the food, but there's something, isn't there a part of you that goes like, oh, just screw it. I'm not going to eat breakfast. Isn't there a part of you that just goes, nope, yeah, nope. It's, it's, I, I, blew, I blew it today. This is not going to be It's traumatizing, especially if you're sleepy and you took a couple oh, of the chews, worst. maybe you even did a swallow. You know yeah. what I mean? I do. I absolutely do. I, I have done that. Oh God, I'll never forget one day in 1991 at my big boy job, one of the PhDs, uh, the dumbest one. Um, one Monday morning, we're all, you know, kind of settling in and you hear this scream down the hallway um, because this man had picked up his coffee from Friday that was just loaded mm-hmm. with half and half mm-hmm. and had been sitting there for three nights, mm-hmm. two nights. And uh, that's that's nightmare fuel to me. Yeah. And and I did that more than once in my childhood. Oh, me too. Yeah. Well, and also with, with milk, I mean, I'm, I'm no Tina Syracusa. <laughs> Did she still do that? Did she still stock up? Well, now I now I do most of the got, shopping. Milk, I keep I keep drinkers. a lower level of stock yeah. on milk. But for things that you don't use all the time, like in some houses, I would say even like half and half might be something you got because people were coming over. Like maybe you use Coffee Mate or something. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm from Ohio, but like if it's something you don't use a lot, you, boy, you really want to give that a sniff before you do it. Yeah. So that that childhood experience. Uh, made me consciously choose because of that childhood experience to have this practice, which is milk <gasps> never sits out. Because that's, that's the thing kind of, my parents John, John, did. John, that's, that, is a, that is a third or fourth cousin of your AirPods. Yeah. But, there's but, one, yeah, there's but like it's, two but places very... milk can be, either being poured in a glass or living in the refrigerator. Correct? Exactly. That's exactly it. And so just and like here's you the said, thing. let's just say it for the, for the new folks in the back. John gave me something, again, very valuable. Your AirPods can only ever be your actual individual two AirPods can only ever be in two places, one mm-hmm. or two at a given time. They're either in your ears or in the case. That's it. Yep. That's it. That's the simple AirPod rules and my, my milk rule that is- gives life. That gets, gives life a shape, John. It's why in like all that dumb stuff we just talked about, the preferences, how's the shower curtain, like that all gives your life, in a weird way though, that does give your life meaning. And- you could, I think, fairly say to me, well, that's just because of your demon dogs, which mm-hmm. might be true sometimes. But I also, there's just, and like, it's like your whole dinner with the water glass people where you're like, I don't, I don't understand how you see the world. You're, the way you see the world seems so different than the way that I see it. Like, when, and again, maybe you're like, a great place for this always is public transit, where you see people doing things often, sometimes silly, odd, often gross first time I ever saw a stranger clipping their toenails in public was on Muni. And I've since seen it many times. It's very big in the community here is to clip your toenails when you're on the train. And I, 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 my face was like this. Huh? I just was like, what? The first time I ever appeared in the New York times is because I'd taken a photo of a man peeing on a tree outside our library. Some people have real different boundaries about like, you know, what's okay to do. By the way, that library has a public restaurant. It's not too bad. You could have just gone inside. But, you know, all of those things are, yes, there's some demon dogs to it. But it also, I do feel like it imparts a certain meaning to life. Like how you leave things, for example. Yeah. And, and, the, and the milk thing, like my parents left the milk out. Like when I, I remember having cereal as a kid and the practice was the, the milk and the cereal would be sitting on the counter from the last person who had cereal that morning and you would just sit down and you'd grab yourself oh, a bowl. because you're talking multiple siblings too. You're talking yeah. about people coming in 
not all sitting down at this. Oh, John. And then eventually and then someone- And it goes back. It comes out the next day. Every day you're adding warmth to the milk exactly, over time. Exactly, right? Like It's, it's not cumulative like it's warmth. Or like during the course of dinner. Hey, we're having dinner. Pour the milk for everybody. And then once you've poured everybody's milk, the milk container goes right on the table in case someone wants more milk, which makes a sort of cer- certain sort of sense. But the whole time you're eating dinner, the milk is just sitting there. It should be chilled. Like in a glass. I have one last question, final question. I know we've covered this before. This is about the question and a catch up. What is the rule- for things being put on the stairs with the nominal goal of someone eventually taking it, usually upstairs, sometimes downstairs. Yeah, well, my rule have, is... Have you, ar- have you arrived at something everybody sees eye to eye on about what's allowed to be on the stairs? No, I am the only person who strongly believes in this, and I try to enforce it as much as I can, but we've talked about this in the program before. My rule is nothing goes on the stairs ever. Nothing I, ever. I, this, is me in, this is me in the kill zone. Yeah, like it's literally like I, nothing ever. I don't care if right. it's going up. I don't care if it's going down. Nothing on the stairs You may not be tripping today, but you Mm -hmm. will. You will. And always think about, (laughs) think about the fire. Consider the fire. We have a, (laughs) and you've seen the kill. I sent you videos, have I not, of the kill zone. It's Mm -hmm. a very narrow aperture. You come down 13 steps. There's a door. There's this tiny little area. It's probably, I couldn't lay down in it. It's probably like four by four. And it's just big enough. It's big enough for a crumpled body. Well, and then you get the Who concert problem. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? So, the door opens in. Yeah. And I cannot get my family to understand. When you take off your Doc Martens, please do not put them down here. Well, well, you can still open the door. Well, yeah. And I guess I could, you know, invent the jet pack too. But what I prefer is that I not, again, for, for a quiet life, <laughs> as Stuart Lee would say, I, it really frustrates me that, and I sometimes <laughs> want to do a demo I want to like, I want to like go down the steps, act like I tripped on something that somebody left there, mm-hmm. <laughs> land in a pile, and then just turn to my family and say, go ahead, try and get out. Try and get out. Move me. Who concert? You know, why would you put your shoes there? I know yeah. it's convenient for I, you, I but mean, that's not where they people, go. People start storing things on the stairs eventually. That's ah. the, the ultimate thing of this is they're not on the stairs because they need to go up or down, but they just start to be stored there. And then you're like walking in this narrow alley and nothing on the stairs ever is such an easy thing to comply with. And we only have a banister on one side of our stairs. I don't know if that's code. It starts with you never put one thing there. Yeah. Right. Like it's one thing. So like it, it, at first you're like, oh my God, everything's so clean. It's the classic thing. Like, you, you know, Marge. Where the the door swings open, how the kitchen's clean, the door swings closed. You see, it's already, you know, in one second is upside down. Nothing. If the rule should be, nothing ever goes on the stairs except your feet going up and down. And you're allowed to sit there and wait for Instacart. I think. But but no, I I totally agree because you put one thing. This is what Dennis again, the very important Dennis Gephardt. Dennis said this area here on the counter. He's very much like you in some ways. He's like nothing ever goes here. This needs to always be clear. Also that bread. You don't see that bread. That bread is my bread. You can have anything else I've got, but you can't. The, you don't see the bread because the bread's not here. You can ask Richard Buckwright. He had the same experience with Dennis about that. I also have a good Richard Buckwright story. Richard Buckwright, my friend, um, he started as a friend of a friend at New College, but ended up going to New College. He's a wonderful guy. Um, still lives in Florida. Follow him on Twitter. Um, Beer is my mantra, is his name. And, um, I don't. I won't get this exactly right, but this is the kind of stuff that you're probably going to roll your eyes, listener. But in Richard's family, is a big family. They live in Fairhope, Alabama. Big family, and you know the peninsula. They go to the beach, and every Christmas. So one one year for Christmas, somebody gave somebody a joke gift, and I think it started out as something as simple as a five gallon bucket. And you can probably already guess where this is going. I love stuff like this. The person who received that bucket kept it. 
and hot glued something to it, like a stapler, and then gave it to somebody the next year who hot glued something. This is, we're only, we're only two you, years. You had this with your little booklet thing with the little comedy show you did with Scott Simpson. Yeah. Same thing. Three ring by. And I, I told Madeline about that a couple of weeks ago. And like, even as I was saying out, I can't believe that, that it worked. So in that example, Scott Simpson and I used to do funny comedy um, in a death trap basement and uh, called Three Ring Binder. And Scott had a, a titular Three Ring Binder because that was, like, I guess, kind of part of the bit. And at the end of every show, we would ask, because it's usually the same group of, you know, 20 people, is there anybody here who wants to take the Three Ring Binder home? And somebody would volunteer. And I would always think to myself and sometimes say to Scott, well, we're never seeing that thing again. Because we only did it once a month. Next month, person comes back. And they've added something to the book. In one case, oh God, who was it? Was it one of my friends put LED lights inside of it? Another one like made daggers because he's a metallurgist, metal metal maker. But every person who did it did something to add a new insanity to the three-ring binder. And, and like, there's like two parts to that. Like one is what a dumb bit that I'm glad we did. But second, how awesome is it that the three-ring binder still exists. Scott still has it. It came back every month. Somebody brought it back for the show. That's, I mean, man, that doesn't make you happy. I can't help you. I'm trying to remember who brought it back the day that I saw that show in the death basement. And you are not exaggerating. That is probably the scariest, uh, ostensibly illegal. John, if that were your home, if that were your home and you had somebody visiting and you wanted to show them where the radon is, you would say to them, be really careful on these steps. They're not rickety, but they're very narrow and twisty. The place was 100% an un, an illegal fire trap serving liquor in a room where Scott Simpson and I, and one time Dave Bazan from Pedro the Lion, uh, would, would perform. And the worst part about it, of course, is that it was packed with people. Way very, too very many. Hot. The fire marshal would not allow that no. many people in there. And if anything like, caught like on the fire, loose we were chairs, all dead. Like loose chairs, like from yeah. a church basement. It was loose the whole thing was yeah, right up against the quote unquote stage. I think maybe Jesse Atkinson had had the the binder at the time I saw it. Oh and, right, you know him from Destiny, right? Yeah, I think yeah, Jesse had it. Jesse might have done know, some kind of PlayStation thing with it. Do you know Jesse used to live down the street from me? Ever tell you that? I assume everybody lives down the street from you. San Francisco I'm only going to mention place. it now because he doesn't live there anymore. But one day I was walking around and um, I, I feel like I met Jesse through the comic meetups, him and his wife, mm-hmm. but I'm not positive. He's really cool. He's a really nice guy. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's a recovering Christian and emo rock guy. Nice guy. Super nice guy. And he, um, one day I'm walking, coming home from the office and it's Jesse. He's like, hey, we just rented this house. I'm like, what? What are the chances <laughs> of that? So, you know, I started stalking him. What year was that that I saw you? And I was, I was going to say, if anything, you need a picture of. You need a picture of the Death Trap basement. So what year yeah. What do you, year do you think I was in San Francisco and saw your Three Ring Binder show? It would have been while well, you're here for WWDC, so yeah. it would be June. Mm-hmm. Three year. Ring. I'm checking my calendar first. That's the first in the mm. stack. Three Ring Binder, maybe 2014 or 15. And when was WWDC? Let me go look at my photos. Fourteen or 15. Oh, also look for photos in the mission. That might help. Uh, I'm not. Th- I'm taking them with real cameras. No, no, uh, no GPS. Oh. Okay, let me look. Okay, here's me and Scott. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's really funny. That's a funny joke about a Matt Fraction comic. That's funny. Um, I love bits. Okay, I've got one here from July 2014. 
I would check 2014, 2015. Don't front with me. I, I imagine you totally tag these up with location and stuff. So I'll bet. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. What are you have... talking about? You're John Syracuse. No, it's, it was too much of a pain with my old cameras. My new one, the Sony cameras can like pair with one phone. It's kind of a pain. And mm. like, I, you know, I, if I, hmm, anyway, I would hmm. like if they were all tagged, but they're not. And, and tagging them is a super big pain. You know, the worst part of it is like, it's the way that I've become about my quote unquote music collection where I'm like, without ever meaning to, I hate to slag an entire set of teams, but I don't know how to describe it other than at some point, Apple trained me to not care about my music, mm -hmm. right? Where like, there's so much stuff that I get the wrong version or it won't show up and all that, the iCloud or um, iTunes match stuff that was so great at first. Mm -hmm. You know, the first thing they should have warned me is when my, my Jay-Z blueprint actual copy turned into Jay-Z blueprint clean. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of metadata error. Jim Dalrymple used to talk about this, like just all the stuff he would lose all the time. And like, there's a part of me, you guys go on and on about, you know, you and dealing with photos. And I, I agree with everything you're talking about. It's very frustrating, but I think it's made me, not that I care less about the photos, but like, I'm not going to go and tag all those things. I feel like I can get my photos back from something I hope, but like, I do feel a little bit deterred at spending a lot of time doing the level of care that you've brought to yours. Yeah. I'm still, still hanging in there on mine. If I, if someday I ever uh, lose them, it'll be terrible. Man, I can't even do a people search on you. This is sad. Give me a sec here. I'll, I'm, I'm going to help you out. Okay. There's the thing. Oh, he's where, good looking. Mission. Is... Um, maybe I'll look for Simpson. Hey everybody! This is the part of the show where we search the internet. Yeah. Oh I man, know, that I Canon picture the, of that basement. It's funny. Canon want. takes such good photos. Oh my god, I had such good photos. There's him in Roderick's yard. Oh, photos is not happy today. No. Photos. Yeah, you know the other thing is the whole like I know there's like a like a safety, security, privacy thing, but like sometimes where I open up where I've done a lot of work on usually the Mac here, the studio to studio Mac. And then I'll, I'll be somewhere else, and like none of the none of the faces match up. It's not just I know it's not just me. Do you have problems with faces? Yeah, that reminds me. That's why I can't find anything because this isn't my good library. So we've talked about this in the show, but like Apple's shared uh, photo library thing doesn't share albums or people. So mm. my wife still has the real library with the real identified oh, that's people. Garbage. I have <laughs> some people identified, but there's no sharing of that. So what are we doing here, guys? What yeah. are we doing here? So you, 2015, there's a lady going through my trash, photographed her. Um, I will, Pacifica Mid-Market, there's me and Amy Jane. Wait, that's June. Okay, that's promising. June. It would be June, right? It's usually the first or second week of June. Yeah, I don't know if you would have taken a picture because you were on stage, so it's not like you'd be taking pictures. Yeah, but if I had my pals there, I might have taken, uh, taken some pictures. I used to have pals, remember that? Mm. Um, well, we'll find it for the next show. Is there any other homework? Oh, I got it. So I'm going to get a glass or a cup. Well, yeah, my experiment was to take it out, but you don't even have it there. Talk to your family about this. Say, okay. hey, guys, family meeting. You think they, they're, 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 uh, they also hate the Beaker people. No, just, probably... no, what I want you to say to them is, what do you think about the idea of having a cup in the bathroom? We're still working out where we want to go for spring break, so I don't want to be too controversial. And, and I think what they would say is, for what? Mm -hmm. And you would say, well... If you're in the bathroom and you might and you just floss your teeth, you might want to take some water, put it in the cup, bring the cup to your lips, take yeah. the water, swish it around, and spit it into right, the sure, sink. Sure, sure, yeah, huh, yeah. So pull, pull the room. You're saying get in there, get it, get in there, and uh, and ask them.
because I'm I'm a big endorser of this, and <laughs> I really find it shocking if uh, most people do not have a cup in their bathroom, and I am actually the weird one here. Well, I'm gonna and, find out. You know. And it would seem like a big coincidence that I happen to meet and marry someone who was also a, a cup colada. in the bathroom person. There's a pina colada song angle to this, you know, where you end up going, "Oh, I had no idea you felt that way," mm-hmm. and now we're a cup family. That's what I'm saying. Like, what what are the odds if this is super rare that the one person I met was also a cup in the bathroom family? Does your dad still use a cup? My parents have cups in the bathroom. I had a pony. My sister had pony. Everyone in my family has a cup in the bathroom. Why would you leave a cup family? Everyone has a cup in the bathroom in my family. And in my wife's family, as far as I know. I don't think I've ever been in a relative's bathroom where there has not been a cup. Poor Magda. (laughs) 